This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. slap a uh, uh, I mean, I feel like shows that critique other podcasts are going to be more prominent very soon. But who would listen to those shows? It seems like a really, I don't know, it's unproductive. What are you going to learn from that? Why wouldn't you figure it out yourself? Whatever, whatever. I, I do talk about podcasts as well, but that, it shouldn't be the basis of your show. It shouldn't be the basis of your show. It's showtime. W. W-A-T-P. Hello, backslappers and cousin Roos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that triggers normies and black pills all the red pill betas in hypergamous relationships until it's rope time. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, it's Jen from the Jingles Department. Hooray! <laughs> Who are you cheering for, Jen from the Jingles I'm Department? cheering for me! Go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, and of course, that all-important link to our Patreon, where you can sign up for just $5 a month, get a bonus episode delivered every single month. We encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes. And then shit all over in the comments section. We'll have some more reviews to read later today. But first, we'll be reviewing a podcast called This Is Why We're Incel. This is a suggestion that came over from our friend PJ Filliam. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a podcast that was around back in 2017 for about nine or ten episodes. Not easy to find. PJ no. found it. Shared it, with, shared it with us, and we're ready to share it with the world. It's hosted by Ted Bundy, who in episode two goes by Elliot Roger, and a gentleman named Cokemaster9000 are the two hosts of this show. And these people are self-proclaimed incels. Now, I thought I knew what incels were before we did this show. There was much to learn. Did you learn a lot from this podcast? Not from this podcast. I learned a lot from researching incels. Well, that's a good point. I didn't learn from this podcast, but they would say shit and I'd be like, what does that mean? Right. And then I would watch a 30 minute YouTube video, read three articles. Like, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to be listening to this podcast. Get totally sidetracked. And I want to point out, I want to play a bunch of clips to start off to kind of set up what they're all about, what their philosophies are on in life. But... This was a subreddit, incels, that had 40,000 members at one point before it was banned from Reddit 
for promoting rape, amongst other things. I guess there was a lot of racism, as you might have noticed from the show. It's a, uh, not a, not a fun group. They're not fun people, by yeah. any means. Starts out with this guy, Ted Bundy, who's being sarcastic, and then he introduces his co-host, Coke Master 9000, and this guy is shot out of a cannon. Well, I have a question, though, first. Yes. So, we listened to the two episodes, and the second episode, he was Elliot Roger. Right. In the first episode, he was Ted Bundy, but was he Ted Bundy, the serial killer? They're just, yes. Okay. And so, Elliot Roger is also a mass shooter. Right. Yeah. Who's also an incel. Correct. Right. Yeah, he's like the poster child for incels. I just didn't know if it was a coincidental. No, I think he's just changing his name. Because he never... From show to show. Whatever, go ahead. Yeah. it's <laughs> it, That one's not to be thought too deeply on. I don't think it matters. Ugh. All right, let's get into it. And I want to point out that I listened to enough of this to know that this is not tongue-in-cheek or sarcastic. This is real. Did you Do you agree with me on that? don't agree with you on that i think it's i think it's tongue-in-cheek you think this is tongue-in-cheek all right well then i could be way off then it was reminding me a lot of just a bill which i was fooled by okay (laughs) if you remember yeah but i don't think it's well done i think it's supposed to be a comedy podcast but it isn't funny really yeah i think that they think that this is a joke Oh, then I could be very naive then. Because I took this all very seriously the way these guys are talking. Because this is the culture and maybe they're just summing it up for us well. I mean, I do think that consequently they are incels because they're okay. terrible at comedy. But I don't know. Really? All right. Well, let's get that into it. That takeaway from it. This is Cokemaster9000 telling it like it is. Look, all right. Now I'm starting, I'm starting to get pissed off, okay? Because let's... Let's go to the black pill, all right? Women do not give a fuck what kind of personality you have. <gasps> okay? You can be a nice, you know, kind, caring guy and look good, and you will do well with women, and you can be an asshole, sociopathic, criminal, drug-dealing piece of shit, but if you look good, you will do well with women. It does not matter either way. So the basic premise of the incel ideology is that it's all about your genetic makeup. If you were given good looks, then women will pay attention to you. And if you're, and they keep saying the sub five, they're constantly rating dudes on this show of what number a dude would have on a scale of one to 10. Right. If you're five or below, then women want nothing to do with you. You're a sub five. You're a sub five. Right. And the reason why I think this is real is because did you hear the guy sarcastically reacting to that? Like, Oh, Wow, really? It's like so you're saying that there he's sarcastically being sarcastic. Yes, I think he is sarcastically being sarcastic. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Let's keep going. The only thing that matters is two things. Oh, okay. The only thing that matters is two things. I didn't know that, that was possible. Let's find out what those two things are. I thought this was very insightful. Number one, your lower third. The lower third of your face that includes the jaw, the chin, and your eye area. Those are the only two things that matter. Okay, so (laughs) there's two things that matter, Jen. I know. The lower third of your face is one of the things. Right. And then the rest of your face is the other thing. 
It seems like it's just all your face. I pulled that same exact clip. Of course you did. It's it's so ridiculous. <laughs> there's two things that matter. No, there's only one thing that matters. Yeah, the only thing that matters is two things. Two things. <laughs> the jaw, the chin, and your eye area, which is actually three things. Right. The, <laughs> they keep talking about the lower third, though, and the bone structure of the lower third. They're obsessed with this thing where your your chin and your jaw has to be a certain shape in order for girls to sleep with you. I... That's why I thought... Th this can't be real. Okay. I'm not saying that they aren't representing them accurately. Yeah. I just don't think these two guys are real. I think they're putting on a show. Yeah. I, I'd like to think they're putting on a show. Because it's not as if this podcast is well done. No, it's Or terrible. they're trying to get it out to people. This sounds like a conversation between two incels to me. But let's keep going. People can tell me if I'm an idiot at the end and we can figure out if we think this is real or not. So the only two things that matter are the lower third of your face and then the other part of your face. But are there other factors as well? Man, to a lesser extent, your height and your hairline will come into play. Some 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 women, you know, they, they won't go for bald. Some will, as long as you look masculine enough. Okay, so now your height is a big deal. And we'll get more into that in a minute. But also your hairline, because women don't like bald guys, except for when they do. So that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't <laughs> right. sound like an ironclad rule to me. No. But I know why this guy said this. Because later on, he talks about getting a haircut. I think this guy's going bald. And I don't oh, think it I looks good. He's, yeah, for sure. Because he talks about getting a haircut. And I guess it's not going well for him as far as what his options are. Well, that's another thing we need to talk about with these idiots that say, Get a haircut, bro. What, well, what happens if your hairline's receding? That kind of limits your haircut options, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it means you have to shave your head, you dummy. That's what that means. Aye. So I thought that was funny. He goes, the only thing that matters is these two things, plus your height, plus your hairline, unless you're a good-looking guy that you can pull off bald. Like, I don't think we need to go through all these rules, but let's keep going. Let's talk about what is the key to not being an insult? The key is you need to look good. Okay. But I'm wondering, are there other rules? Because we've established this. Are there other rules that determine whether or not you can get laid besides just being good looking and tall <laughs> and ha not having a receding hairline? There are actually. Sure. Here they are. I see uh, all kinds of men who are average to below average with hot women every day. Yeah, it's data about it. They're betas, and they probably watch their wife fuck a black man that's well endowed. I mean, cuckolding is a thing. If they're not into this, the cuckolding type, then it's obvious that the man has money. Looks, money, status. Now, if you have money and you look like shit, you can probably find a trophy wife. Okay, so now there's this other thing that they're in introducing here, and that is if you have money, you can be ugly and get a hot chick. And no one represents this fact better than my friend Anthony Cumia, who was just on Artie Lang's halfway house and said this. Thank God the money is there. That's gotten right. me uh, some some amazing pussy over the years. Well, yeah. <laughs> that is that is the biggest thing. People say looks, whatever it is, the money. I want um, you to if I have, money doesn't buy you happiness, but it does buy have, you pussy. If I have cash, <laughs> we'll get more into uh, Anthony on Artie Lang in a little bit. But I did. Enjoy the fact that these concepts were overlapping in my weekly podcast listening. They're talking about these guys 
they have it all wrong. They're so <laughs> concerned. They're so concerned about they just got dealt a bad hand by their genetics, so they can't get laid. And then you got a guy like Anthony Cumia, who only has hot young girlfriends, and you go, hey, why not just tell funny jokes on the radio that maybe you could get laid too? Well, there's also your personality. So if you want to play my track three. Yes. And another thing is that you idiots don't realize personality is genetic too. Personality is entirely genetic. That's something you can't change. Your personality is genetic. That there's no is way of changing it. True. Your personality, I think, is nature and nurture. <laughs> I don't think your entire personality is genetic. You can. You learn a lot of behaviors throughout your life. You can change your behaviors. Of your course. Pers your personality you has some determinants when you're born, I'm sure. But this guy's saying, I was just born an asshole. Correct. So he doesn't want to take any of the blame right. for where he's at in his life. It's everyone's fault but his own. Right. This guy sounds like Opie. I... Everything is everyone's fault. It's not mine. Even my personality isn't my fault. I've never heard that before. The pers personality is genetic. I looked that up because I didn't want to, you know, yeah. get called out for saying something that wasn't true. And it's it's not completely true. There are certain things called the big fives that that are determined probably by genetics, extroversion, you know, agreeableness, conscientiousness, certain things like that. Okay. But then everything else you learn. It's right. learned. You can unlearn it. You can change it if you want to change it. Yeah, it's like, it's almost as if you have control over what you say and how you react to things. Yeah, almost like that. It's almost like that. Yeah. So if you notice in that clip that you just played, and I had that clip too, of course, he says personality is genetic. And the other guy who's playing the role of the heel right. is going, that's not true, because he's pretending to be a normie. So that's probably what was confusing me. I don't understand what they're doing. Here's the deal. And this is what I wanted to talk about, and I got sidetracked because they talked about money and it triggered Anthony Cumia for me. But <laughs> there are four levels of dudes in this world, in this scenario. You have your, your chads. Right. The chads get all the chicks. Underneath the chads are the betas. Now, the betas suck up to the chads, and in return, the chads will give them some of their overfill. They'll push some of the chicks that they get off to the betas. Okay. Under the betas are the normies. Now, the normies are able to get girls, but they have to take whatever's left over from the chads and the betas. And then you have the incels who can't get any girls. <laughs> and do you know why this system exists? It's because of hypergamy. What used to happen is that, let's, let's say that everybody has a level of attractiveness 1 to 10. And a, a two female would hook up with a two male or a six and a six, or, or somewhere close to that. What's happening now is that women are all going for seven, eights, and nines, and tens. They all want chads. And even if you're a two, you're hooking up with a beta, and you do not want a four, which is an incel. They talk about this a lot. They talk about it at length. And I went and did some research and read more about it. They even go on to say that Women can be 300 pounds. That's the life of a female these days. You can be a 2 out of 10 fat 300-pound whale, and it won't matter. It won't? <laughs> this is where I was like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. You can be a 300-pound woman, and it doesn't matter? Who does it not matter to? 
Probably these guys. It matters to me. Well, I don't want to be in an airplane with this person. I don't want to in a relationship. I think that's why I thought it was tongue in cheek because most of what they're saying is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I, I agree. So maybe they are being over the top on purpose because they say things like this that are just retarded. Number one, females can't be, females can't be depressed. It's, it's literally impossible for a female in today's day and age to, to be depressed. They have too much privilege for that to happen. Number two, all females are whores. Oh, <laughs> that's depressing. Cokemaster9000 is so angry. He's so angry. He's so angry. I, I understand that it doesn't seem plausible that people think this way. I think this is real. Mm -hmm. Am I crazy? I'm starting to come around a little bit, but... If were... it's not, then we're wasting our time here. But there were certain things that they... That's what's fun about this show is that these people actually believe this shit. Well, I believe that people believe it. I don't know if these two believe it. Okay. Fair enough. What do you got? Okay. Well, I guess this one sums it up for me. It's just the quality of the show, too. If they have such important things to talk about, and they're so put out, and they should be getting laid, but they're not. Right. Track one. So I am working on uh, on getting this problematic, childish individual on the show. Blog talk radio is is cucked. Let's see. What did they do to this website? Studio. Ah, there it is. Here we go. And it looks like Copemaster9000 is uh, about to join us. And he is now on the air. Everyone, trigger warning, here he is. Copemaster9000. Hey, who am I speaking with? Who am I speaking with? with? With Ted, Ted Bundy. I'm sorry that was long. Yeah, no, I mean, you had to capture how truly terrible that was. That was the beginning of their show. Correct. They don't do any editing. Nope. He's bad at his job. Yep. The sound is terrible. The sound is terrible. So they have no talent. No, they're not good at, at podcasting. Let me play you an example. This is the beginning of episode two that we listened to. And this guy, so you just heard that he was Ted Bundy in episode one. In episode two, he's Elliot Roger. Right. But he has nothing for the intro. He's ill-prepared to intro the show. <laughs> Elliot Roger here. Ah, oh, shit, that sucked. Hi, this is Elliot right now. Uh, fuck, what was I going to say? I don't even fucking remember. I blame females. Yep, that's what you were going to say. So both shows, they got out of the gate with a thud. They had nothing going on. And they say some offensive things like they should, rape should be legal. Things that are crazy. Right. But the most offensive thing to me was how bad they are at podcasting. You know, well, I just got know, a suggestion. I, I want to if you want it. Oh, go ahead. It's like fucking talking over each other. One guy is way louder in the mix than the other guy. I made a compilation. Oh, you did? I did. You know, well, I just got you know, a suggestion. I, I want to if you want it. 
Oh, go ahead. You know, um, I don't know. I that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of rope worthy. Oh, go ahead. Let's just kill it. Yeah, I'm. I mean. At least you can, you know. At least you can. I think we're. I think. I think. I think it was caused by the baby boomers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they believe half the. Oh, go ahead. I mean, only only a sex drive for Chad. They will. They will get wet. They will get wet for Chad, but that's it. How about the normies and the? Oh, go ahead. That was from one episode. Yeah. One thirty-minute episode. And what's interesting too is there's very little talking going back and forth. It's mostly dead air, long, drawn-out nothingness. I almost made a compilation of dead air, but I didn't think that that would fly. I don't know how exciting <laughs> that would be. There's so much of it. It was so easy to cut this podcast a clip from it though, because there's so many places to just stop and cut from. Oh yeah. I mean, there was a lot of dead air. They left it right in there for you. Hey, very nice of them. Let's talk about. What the incel fantasy is. I found this fascinating. Again, I'm just learning about all this stuff just this week. This is all new to me. Some incels, you know, like a cult. They well, I just want to find my my virgin girl who I will love forever. That's, females can't love. They can only love chat. So apparently the fantasy for an incel is to find another virgin and to settle down with that person and live in a monogamous relationship forever. That's stupid. <laughs> That's a really stupid fantasy to have. Right. I've never heard of such a fantasy coming from a man before. Maybe that's why you're not getting laid. You might be coming out a little too strong if you're like, are you also a virgin? Do you want to spend the next 72 years with me? <laughs> like, no. Uh, I don't even want to go to a movie with you if it's over two and a half hours. Let alone 72 years, you fucking loser. I also don't understand. Why are they calling so much attention to their virginity? Yeah, I know. Who it's cares. It's a weird flex to be talking about how you're a virgin so much. That's the only thing you're obsessed with. Well, again, I'll go back to if you are an incel, sometimes you're a late bloomer. I'm not saying you shouldn't be a virgin when you're 30. I mean, I'd question it a little bit personally, but you should check out your personality. Oh, yeah, you should try to like change who you are and maybe stop hating the people who you're trying to hook up with. These guys hate women so much. Oh, somebody's on our show. Hey, Kai, is that you, buddy? Oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> Did you have anything that you wanted to add? Uh, no, he's out. Aww. It's so no. funny. <laughs> I was just heading to the toilet, and I wanted to keep listening, so I went on my phone. <laughs> All right, you guys, cool. you have no idea how lucky you are, you notice. <laughs> It's funny because the cat was was yelling at the same time, and then Kaya's making noise. Like, what is going on right now? I got now? confused for a second. <laughs> oh shit! What was I talking about? So there's an argument made because what they say is, if you're sub five, you can't get laid, and that's just an ironclad. That's just a rule of nature in today's day and age. But then they introduce the very famous Danny DeVito argument. Which I'm sure we all know. All the normies talk about this. Danny DeVito exists. That is it. Yeah. Normies love going to Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. He's only 4'11 and he's ugly as fuck and it worked out for him. Yeah, just be coming after, dude. While you're at it, why don't you go play the Powerball numbers, dude? Why don't you go play that Powerball number and hope you, hope you get those odds, man. Those odds are looking good, bro. Just play that Powerball ticket, dude. 
Who the fuck is jealous of Danny DeVito because of his sex life? What kind of loser would you have to be that you're like, fucking Danny DeVito's getting that? He was I'm married so jealous. to Rhea Perlman. I know. <laughs> what are they talking about? Who, who's a, probably a lovely lady. I'm sure she's very sweet. Not a looker. Not a looker. Not a That's looker. someone you're beating off to, all right? This is another thing they talk about with the height factor and how important that is. I think they might be exaggerating a bit here. Unless you have like a Tom Cruise face, if you are you're under six foot, you need to find the nearest rope or just lay down and rot because you don't even register in a woman's mind. It doesn't matter her height either. She could be five four, but if you're if you're five eleven or you're five ten or you're even worse, just lay down and rot and find a rope. Five eleven? I'm five eleven. <laughs> That's not a short person. Well, go find a rope. I gotta go find a rope or lay down and rot, which they talk about a lot. Yeah, they do. Finding a rope means killing yourself. I gathered. Lay down and rot, I'm sure, is similar. Sure, it means something similar, yeah. I would think. Pretty much when you're rotting, yeah. I just found that to be less than optimistic. If you're 5'10", 5'11", uh, you could probably date. Well, I've known people that are shorter than that to even have dates. I know, Jen. This is all ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. I listened to an hour of this. I know. I did, too. And? If you want a fucking cookie from me, you're not going to get it. I had to listen <laughs> to this shit, too. And it was tough stuff. It was no MAPS IRL. Holy shit. Last week's episode. Oof, I'm glad I did. I almost had. I almost couldn't listen to that. I, got, I heard that from a lot of people, actually. I almost, I almost turned it off. <laughs> it, that was a tough one. Was that a joke? Were those people joking? I don't think they were joking. I don't think these people are joking either. That's my point. Well. That's the point I'm trying to get at. But I could be wrong, you know. I'm sure that someone on the subreddit will let me know how stupid I am. Or or me. I know they'll hopefully, do that. Hopefully, hopefully, you know. <laughs> they always do. That would be nice. Ay ay. Well, true or not true, if you want to play track nine. I do want to play track nine. Oh, just by what it's called, I can tell what this is. I have this clip, too. I love how mature these guys are. Well, I was going to say. Totally so adults. Real or not real. Yeah. Maybe don't refer to your junk as what he refers it to. The only thing good about a female is the hole between the legs. They want to be seen as three-dimensional human beings, bro. Oh. They're three-dimensional, but there's not much interest to have in them other than sticking my wee-wee into their hole in between their legs. If a guy ever said to me, hey, baby, do you want to look at my wee-wee? <laughs> before I stick it in the hole between before your I legs. Before I stick it into the hole between <laughs> your legs. No guy's ever said that to you, ever? I'd be a slip and slide is all I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's just it's insane yeah i That's i don't understand this idea that they just want to use women for sex and then can't figure out why they don't want to talk to them i don't know why all these women ignore me well uh maybe because you're a lunatic and a loser well yeah i'm definitely a loser and remember all of this is because they didn't win the genetic lottery not because they're talking about the fact that they just want to use girls for sex and that women are useless and terrible humans. They even talk, they don't even talk to them about women. They always say human females. They're so separated from, it's like a different species to them. They don't understand these human females at all. 
but it has nothing to do with that outlook on life. It has everything to do with what they were born with. No, I'm in cell because I wasn't, I didn't win the genetic lottery. So, <laughs> no duh. So this is where it stops being fun because you think, okay, these guys are down on themselves. They don't have a lot of self-esteem. They don't think that they look real great. And it's fun. We can point and laugh like the rest of everyone else until they start talking about this type of thing. So if a female starts cheating on a, you know, a good guy and maybe he doesn't look the best, but he's a good guy and he's an honest man and a female cheats on him, she needs to be beaten brutally in front of everyone. And it will send a message that this kind of behavior will not be tolerated. Okay. I had a, I had that same clip, but I started it earlier, and it was just, he said, treat women like dogs. Right. Women are dogs. They should be brutally beaten. I'm like, you're beating dogs, too? <laughs> That's a good point. Like, what an asshole. It's one thing we're going to beat a woman who cheated at her know, boyfriend, but, but you're beating a dog? a dog? I love dogs. And they think females are stupid. Females <laughs> are stupid. You can't rely on them for everything. All right. That I agree with. No. <laughs> But this part is where I got to say this Coke Master 9000 starts to lose his charm for me. I think rape is, uh, if we can't get white Sharia implemented and we can't get incels live, I do believe rape is sane. I believe women should be raped because... Oh! Again, hear me out. The reason I say that is because some five men have no way of getting it otherwise. Why should they miss out on one of life's biggest conquest, which is getting laid and losing your virginity. Why should they miss out? They are repeatedly denied and rejected. If that's the case, if you're some five men, they should have the legal authority. Like a family here, like being in public, bend her over, take your pants down, stick it in. And if she doesn't like it, well, set your, check your privilege and just deal with it, bitch. That's dark. Does but, rape count as getting laid? I'm going to argue on this one. No. Uh, dude, are you still a virgin? Uh, I'm a rapist. Of course I'm not a virgin. <laughs> what kind of argument is that? It's not impressive. Uh, I don't know that you could call it getting laid. Later on in the second episode, we also did episodes number one and two, and PJ highly recommended episode number one. We decided to keep the party going for some reason. In episode number two... They talk about inceldom, and inceldom is one of the great human right violations in history, but they have a way to correct it, which is good, because I don't want to just hear about problems. I want to hear about solutions. I'm a solutions guy. Back to my unpopular opinion that will trigger, trigger normies and trigger fundies, sub-five men like ourselves should be authorized to bend over females in public at will and undo their pants and insert our, insert our cocks because uh, I think uh, our friend on the subreddit lookism is real made a great point but you know inceldom is one of the greatest human rights violations in history and nobody's talking about it except for us so inceldom <laughs> is a human rights violation but the answer is violence towards other people and I thought that's brilliant because how many problems have we solved in the world through violence? I mean, you have the, the homosexuals in, in Muslim countries 
Right. That's right. always, they always figure that out with violence. You have, um, oh, remember the Jews who were trying to live in like Germany? Oh, yeah. Back in the 30s. Right. Violence solved that problem. That solved that, yeah. You know what I mean? Also, there's this thing where people use illegal drugs and, and then we started the war on drugs. That's good. That's worked out really well. So as long as we just create like a violent uprising around this issue that these guys have, it'll fix everything. Well. Smart. I mean, they've got some good ideas. What they can got, I say? They've got some good ideas. Let's talk a little bit more about these uh human rights violations and what's happening right now. This is one of the greatest human rights violations of all time. And like you said, it's just getting swept under the rug. Uh-oh, retard alert. Retard alert, class. These guys not getting laid is a human rights violation, <laughs> according to these two Aww, guys. Buddy. That's impressive. Get a flashlight. You're all right. That's, that's an impressive leap that they're making right there. So they talk about how women suck at everything. Oh, they're not good drivers. They can't do this. They can't do that. That sounds and like somebody I know. I know. I've read an entire book about <laughs> it. It's great. Mr. Masterson does a nice job. But they do admit that women have good voices when they sing sometimes. But, of course, they can't give them full credit here. Um, the only thing I will give them is some of them have good voices. But most of the time, it's a man that writes the songs for them, the lyrics. Fair enough. You can tell when, when, when it's women writing lyrics because it's like, oh, wow, this is how it makes me feel when, uh, when this guy does whatever. You know, it's always about like when they, when they think about relationships and stuff, it's all about them. They're, they're all focused on themselves. You know, women can't fucking, they don't care about anybody else. They really don't. Is he recognizing the irony in this? <laughs> the problem with women is that they're only focused on themselves. They're not like us. And they're only talking about their feelings. Yeah. They're, they're always being emotional about their relationships. Like, this is all you guys are doing is crying about how you can't get laid. And women won't pay attention to you. You don't you don't recognize the fact that y it's, it's always these people who accuse other people of acting a certain way. That's how you're acting, dummy. Like I said, I couldn't believe this was real. I know. It's hard to believe that it's real. And I'm doubting myself now because it seems so crazy. It's so insane. I, I thought it must be an attempt. It's some kind of dig at incels because yeah. it's so insulting to them. And if they are really incels, they need to work on this. <laughs> well, I always thought, and this is why I was saying that I knew what incels were, but I didn't know about this whole thing is because I always thought that incels were mostly made up by the media to be these dangerous guys who are just angry at the world because they can't get laid. And since I started listening to this podcast, I started doing a lot of research into these forums and what people are chatting about. And it seems to all be legitimate to some level that this is how these people talk. This is what they talk about. And this idea that rape should be legal because they can't get laid appears to be pervasive. I don't know. It didn't start out that way. Okay. It started out, a woman started it out. This woman, Alana. Okay. Who was an incel. Okay. And she started a group. It was back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And she wanted it to be a place where people could come together and support each other. There was a couple, I guess, that got married from meeting on this chat room thing or whatever. And this is before... You know, well, these the aren't incels then. I don't care what they call themselves. But that's this what is a very different thing. That's what it started out as. And now, so this woman has uh, moved on now. She's gotten laid since then. Uh -huh. And she kind of left that movement behind. 
And now she feels terrible about it, what it's turned into. And she feels guilty because there are people that have gone out. Elliot Roger killed a bunch of people. Right. Because he was angry because he was a virgin. Correct. And then not long after that, this other guy drove a van into a street and killed 10 people because he was a virgin. Right. And these people are now heroes of the incels. But. So you do agree that these, this does exist. This is a thing. Oh, it 100% exists. It's not how it started out. This is what it's morphed into, sadly. Yeah. I just don't know if these two guys are for real or not because I can't, I just can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Well, one thing that they said that I I also thought was a lie was they talk about Mila Kunis. (laughs) Oh my God. That was ridiculous too. That's why I thought they were kidding. And they say this. And I think you've probably seen it where it shows Mila Kunis, you know, that bitch from uh, that 70s show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's, you know, she's like 5'2", and she's Persian or something, or she's some Arab ethnicity. And, you know, when she has makeup on, yeah, she looks pretty pretty fucking hot. But when she doesn't have makeup on, she has frog eyes. Now, if she, if, if she, was, if she were born a man, it would be so over. Not only a man like Yeah, it would be rope time. But yeah. frog eyes. So I thought that they said if Myla Kunis was born a man, it would be rope time. A male version of Mila Kunis would have to kill himself because she's only attractive with makeup. And I was like, really? My- so then I did some Google searching and take a look at this. They might be onto something here. Mila Kunis looks terrible without makeup on. She is a different person. Well, <laughs> that's not the best picture of her, maybe. But- there's, a, there's many examples of her without makeup on. Do your own research. That's actually not even the worst. Look at that one. I'll tell you something. If you saw her in person, you would probably fall over yourself. I'd probably find a rope. (laughs) Guess who they're mad at for their genetics? You'll never guess in a million years. The government. No. You know how all women are terrible? Yeah. Well, guess what? It turns out it's their mom's fault for their genetics. Oh, that's right. And it's because of a thing called fake up. So women can be threes and transform themselves into sixes to fool guys. Here's an example of talking about fake up. So a lot of these women have terrible facial bone structures, but they they look halfway decent with makeup. And that's, you know, that contribute. That's what happened to me. My dad was, you know, at least a six, maybe a seven, six foot tall. And my mom had one of the worst facial bone structures of all time. So it's his mom's fault that he's ugly. But what I love about that clip right there is he's telling us what number his dad was. My dad was a six, maybe a seven. I've never heard a guy say that. I don't know why you would. Ever. I've never heard a guy rate their dad. Rate your own dad. I don't know. I saw some pictures of my dad working out in the 60s. He was probably an eight back in the heyday. So this is, again, talking about how their genetic makeup is all mom's fault. You know, all all of us sub-five men who get born, you know, are... It's mostly because our mothers had terrible facial bone structures, but our dads <laughs> didn't care because they caked on the makeup and they met at a bar. <laughs> this is, is this that is all you, a grand conspiracy. Is that how you say it? Facial bone structure? Yeah. Facial terrible bone structure. Terrible facial bone structure. It's the lower third, Jen. <laughs> the problem is the lower third. But how stupid are you if you're fooled by makeup? Guys can be pretty fucking stupid. I mean, they like to say this. Females are stupid. Which I don't 
disagree with, but guys can be pretty dumb too. We can be fooled by some makeup. So are they surprised that clowns aren't real? <laughs> Did you know that this guy doesn't even look that funny? Take his makeup off, he just looks like a guy. He's probably a six, maybe a five. Ah, oh, that, I just, I can't believe this is real. Well, as you know, there is a movement going on around the world and we're watching, if you watched the Democratic debate last night, it's this whole thing where we're empowering women. Women have been suppressed far too long. They can do whatever men can do. And the next president of the United States will likely be a woman. And there's a lot of people who want to say that women were dealt a bad hand because they were born female and we live in a patriarchal society. Well, these guys feel just the opposite. Really? Being born female is winning at life in today's day and age. Bullshit! No, no doubt about it. <laughs> I hate when people generalize the world. <laughs> I, yeah. I hate it. You know what else with these guys is, I'm just going to throw it out there, social media is not for you. If you're an incel... You should probably not be on Instagram. It's going to bum you out. They post pictures, even the fat ones, even the ugly ones. Get 50 plus likes on every photo. How many likes do you think an incel sub five man is going to get on his Instagram? Ugh, first of all, why, don't do you, post, why, why do you are you care? posting selfies? Yeah, why do you care? Is that what you want in life? You want likes on your Instagram picture? <laughs> is that what you need to make you happy? That could go onto the list of problematic things for you. Yeah, fucking loser. I only got five likes. It even said, how many likes do you think you're going to get if you're a sub five man and you don't have any friends? I don't know. Zero? What are you <laughs> doing? Instagram is not for you. No. Instagram is for people with friends. It's social media. And if you have friends in your social life, you might follow each other. How old do you think these guys are? 47? Oof. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But they sound like they're in their 20s at least, they right? They do. They do. They're so young to be so bitter. Yeah. They also, this is this is the kind of shit that pisses me off because just because we're normies or we're betas or whatever level I'm at. I'm a Stacy. You're a Stacy for sure. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Stacy's. But just because you're a Stacy and I'm a normie, they want to ruin it for the rest of us because they can't get laid. Females need to be in hijab. They need to be clothed. No more... Um... No more, uh, what are those called? Yoga pants. No more showing off the skin. No show ankles. And that is it. Fuck you! What was he talking about? He said no yoga pants? No or yoga pants. No more dressing up provocatively, looking all hot. He wants this thing called white Sharia. Are you familiar with Sharia law? <laughs> Here's a fun clip. This guy is talking about how women should be covered from head to toe and treated like dogs. A female is like a dog. The only way you're going to change its behavior is through discipline. And yeah, that's true. the one thing Muslims seem to have a hold on is they are very good at, at, uh, at limiting female hypergamy. So I do advocate for all white incels, white Sharia. I know it's a pipe dream, but I think that is our only shot. So they want to limit female hypergamy through white Sharia. Hmm. 
This has got, you're right, this is fake. This can't be real. This can't be real. These people can't really think this way. I mean, it's terrifying if they do. They really want to ruin it for the rest of us. I'm not a fan of this. Well, I'm not a fan of them. Do you have uh, other clips that you want to play on here? This is the end of their show. Okay. And it's 13. You don't get any pussy, dude. Tell them you are voice show. That was the end of episode one, right? That was the end of episode one. That's how they ended it. Some guy called in. Oh, I, I, I don't even know how we got on there. Oh, do you have that? I have that. Clip. I didn't pull this. It's right. 12. This is very confusing. This is Eli calling into the show yeah. mid-show. Yeah. Oh, it's your Hi, it's Eli. How is everybody? Uh, <laughs> who are you, Eli? I'm sorry? Who the fuck are you? I'm just listening to the show. I'm at work. Yeah, where? Yes. I'm sub five, so what do you think about that? I just enjoy the program. I actually got three fingers up my cock right now. I'm playing with my balls. So that's part of the reason I thought it was a joke show? Well, those guys didn't seem to be playing along with that at all. This guy pops on. I couldn't tell because I couldn't understand anything they were saying. So they're on some network called Radio Blog or something like that. And apparently they're obviously not in the same room. They're online. And I don't know if it's some type of online chat forum where people can just pop on in different channels. Because this guy comes on and they're like, oh, well, who are you? What are you doing here? And the guy's kind of fucking with him a little bit. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm grabbing my cock right now listening to your show. And they ended it abruptly. They're like, all right, you don't get fucking laid. Go fuck yourself. Just like you played at the very end there. It got really weird. I don't think that was part of their comedy gag. I couldn't tell the difference. I can't tell anything anymore. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't either. Alex Jones is playing a character. These guys aren't real. I don't know what's going on anymore. Well, you know, he's Ted Bundy. He's Elliot Roger. Roger. I didn't even listen to the next seven episodes to find out who else you might be. Eli Popson. I couldn't find the other ones. Oh, it's all on the same website. I couldn't find their website. Oh, that's right. I just gave you the MP3s, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I I should have sent you a link. I tried to look up to see who these guys were, to see if I could figure out what they look like. Oh, there's no finding out who they are or what they look like. Trust me. Cokemaster 9000 does not exist on, on the internet. But the show ended just as terribly as it started. They just stopped talking. And left a bunch of dead air at the end. Yep. Although, I will say that they, at the end of episode two, they wrapped it all up with a tight bow. Is that a a term? They wrapped it up in a tight bow? Well, wrapped it up in a bow. I don't don't know if it has to be so tight. All right. They wrapped things up nicely with this. Well, anyway, in conclusion, fuck women. Succinct. Yeah, I think that that definitely captured the essence of the previous 30 minutes. I feel like all they needed to do was put out that part of it. And yeah. That would be it. That on a loop with maybe like some kind of uh, driving beat. Yeah. Oh, like, for that next could be week. Fun. That could be fun. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to play or, or talk about on here? No. I feel like a lot of these clips I kind of uh, pulled myself. They're just mostly terrible audio and why put people through it. Okay. All right, so that was the show. This is why we're in cell, and that was an interesting listen for uh, for both of us. 
Anthony Cumia was on Artie Lang's Halfway House. They put out a two-part episode. Okay. And we all know that Artie Lang loves to talk over people and not let them answer questions. So we're just going to try to get past that. Okay. Okay. You're going to hear some of that going on. All right. But what I thought was interesting was, of course, there was the Artie and Anthony show for about eight months mm-hmm. where Artie joined Compound Media and they had a show together and Artie was a train wreck at the Ooh. time. Yeah. He would leave in the middle of the show to go to the bathroom. He'd come back and blood would be pouring out of his nose. He was that bad. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was bad. So the first part is pretty much him apologizing to Anthony for everything and Anthony doing what he always does, giggling about it and going, who cares? Because Anthony doesn't like confrontation. As no, you know. he doesn't. But part two... They talk about Opie a little bit and they get into some of that stuff. And I don't think there was anything mind blowing or anything that's all that new that came out, but just a couple of clips that I wanted to comment on. And one of them is something that I've always said. And that's the fact that when people say, well, is Opie really the problem? You know, it's easy to blame Opie, but what about Anthony? He does this. He does that. What about Jim Norton? This fucking guy, <laughs> Jim Norton, by the way, he was just on Joe Rogan. Did a three-hour-long interview with Joe Rogan. I gotta listen to that. I don't know. He's talking about the fact that he he puts a rope around his neck oh. when he's at home and feeling suicidal just to feel it. As I Jim, you fucking get out, man. What are you doing? And he's talking about it very openly. Like, this is what people do. He's like, yeah, you know, like when people shoot themselves, they put the gun in their mouth a few times before they finally do it, just oh, to get Jesus. the feel of it. I'm like, Jesus, Jim. So anyway, my point is this. Oh, Jimmy Norton, stop it. I know. My point is this. Jim and Ann have their issues. And people say, well, Opie just has issues too. But I've always said, yeah, but if you look at all the people who are involved in that show, everyone's friends with each other. Except for one fucking guy. And Anthony points this out. Jimmy's great. And, and I still have a lot of those professional and just personal relationships with a lot of the people that I worked with on the Opie and Anthony show, except for Opie. It's crazy. And it just gets to the point where you got to start thinking like, all right, let me look a little deeper. Was it me? Did I do something? This, and you know, Opie's just, now Opie's just out there. I don't even know what he's doing. (laughs) Nobody knows what he's doing. (laughs) So it's interesting that they have reached out to Opie. I know Eric Nagel talks Mm -hmm. about this. Uh, obviously there's a whole thing where they tried to hire him to come onto compound media and keep the cop has reached out to Opie. And so Anthony talks about the fact that they've tried to reach out to this guy to see if there's anything they can do from a business standpoint, which is pretty natural to do. If there's potential money to be made, have a meeting. And in this next clip, you'll hear it's the premise is, can our people talk to your people? Like, let's just have a meeting and figure this out. And nobody even rejects that. We've approached numerous times and he just, he, was, he wasn't even for the idea of us sitting down at a restaurant and meeting with Keith and his guy wow. and shit. Like he just, he's got these ideas that I did things to him. He always talks about like, oh, yeah, he did things to me. I'm not going to bring him up. And right. then people go, what were those things? I go, nothing. Well, it's, make, it's, it's make a giant, put him in a different tax bracket. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. <laughs> talking about success. Yeah, that old gag, but it is true. Opie, he loves to sit back and go, "Ah, oh, you don't even know, man." Oh, Eric Nagel, he did me wrong, man. You don't even know. Oh, Anthony, oh my God, the things that he's done. You're like, name two. 
can you just let people know what you're talking about here? He's right. never, ever once come out and said anything because God forbid somebody says, oh, that's what you're upset about? Because here are the 18 things that you did to me over the last three years. Right. So it's all obviously Opie. It is. Is the problem. Well, everybody knows that. And here's further proof of that. There was a point in time where, and this was a small point of time, where Artie Lang was still on the Howard Stern show and Sirius merged with XM. XM's morning show was Opie and Anthony. Sirius's morning show was Howard. Sirius took over XM. And you had this point where they all moved into the building together and it was Opie and Anthony and Howard having shows in the same building at the same time. Oh, I remember. They had lots of issues around guests and who could, where could guests go and which show did it have to go on first. And they talk about, this is already when talk about a confrontation that he had. He's only had one confrontation with the people on Opie and Anthony. I guess who it was with. Oh, I don't know. It was with Opie. <laughs> I told you the only person I've ever had a confrontation with on that show in the stern day, like, you know, we were both at Sirius was that time with Opie in the yeah, bathroom. in the bathroom. And I saw, and again, to me, it was all just radio bullshit. That's what I uh, was under the impression. It's that, hey, yeah. motherfucker. And I saw him and I, I said, hey, Opie, what's up, man? And uh, he said, fuck you. I'm like, what are you talking about? What? Because you said something about our show. I'm like, what did I say? I don't even, it was something so innocuous. I don't even remember what I said. And then we got into a big shouting match. And Gab, Baba Booey had a break it up. It was actually kind of a funny scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if we would have fought, that would have been something for the uh, Hall of Fame. That's Mike Buschetti that you hear cracking up in the background. Oh, well, God, why is he there? <laughs> He's the co-host on Arnie's show. My buddy Drew Lane and I go back and forth about this because we talk about Artie Lang. We're both fans of his. Mm -hmm. But he's terrible on this new show format where he's pretending to interview people. Artie just wants to tell stories. And that's all I want Artie to do is tell stories. I don't need him asking questions of other famous people. He should just get on there. He should have seven co-hosts who don't talk. They just laugh. And he should just tell his stories. Sure. That'd be great. Yeah. Does he have him on there to make Artie's face look better? I don't know that anyone can make Artie's face look better at this well, point. Well, in comparison. It's tough. <laughs> Man, Mike Buschetti is, is rough. That yeah. is for sure. All right. So there's something that I want to talk about on the show this week, Jen. We have a channel in Discord that's called Seamus Watch. Ooh. And in this Seamus Watch channel, I assume you have not looked at this before. No. You're not on the Discord. No. So there's our friend Pro, who's in our Discord, has been pulling clips together from recent Seamus episodes. Okay. And just popping them into this channel. It's easily my favorite channel in the Discord. It, there's always something entertaining <laughs> to be found in there. So I thought it would be fun to go ahead and listen to some of these clips and listen to what Patrick Michael has been up to recently. I also went and listened to a, a random episode of Ginger Snap just to see what that was all about. So I have a few things that I want to get to, starting with our intro to this segment. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Don't tell me. I know what you wanted to do. You wanted to hear this. I did. All right, so our friend Seamus McKillian, a.k.a. Todd, a.k.a. Patrick Michael, 
aka Curvy Roosevelt, is back at it again, starting with contradictions. And this is one that our friend Pro pointed out, but I actually spliced together a different example of this. He's complaining about the fact that these podcasts start off with ad reads and how annoying that is. Okay. Here's the weird thing. Why would you start your show with a bunch of ads? That's not engaging. That doesn't bring people in. I hate that. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more, and you can actually get listeners. That means now you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means two or three listens, you can get paid. It's amazing. All right, so obviously there's a contradiction there because he starts every show with his Anchor.fm read. Right. But that one in particular, I had to point out. Because how low are we setting the bar for ourselves? Hey, guys, there's this great new thing. If you have two listeners, you can make money off your podcast. What are we talking about? Can we can we aim a little higher in our ambitions in life than have two or three downloads? Do you think that Seamus is tongue-in-cheek at this point? Do you think he's smart enough to be? See, now you're making me question everything, <laughs> which is annoying. <laughs> Do you think this guy's smart enough that he's trolling us? I I don't know what's real anymore. I don't either. God damn it. I'm not having you on anymore. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure that there's going to be lots of votes for that. <laughs> well, that's probably true. So he is auditioning for WATP, which is very exciting. He wants to show his chops, his ability to make fun of other podcasts. And he starts off by making fun of, there's a show called The Fighter and the Kid. And The Fighter and the Kid features a comedian with this guy who used to be an MMA fighter. His name is Brendan Schaub. And Brendan Schaub thinks he's funny. And people have told him he's funny. And he's not. And Seamus points that out. I've had legit conversations with guys on heroin. And that seems to be better and more structured and, you know, vocabulary correct. A lot of friends that I had, they're all pretty well read. (laughs) They can talk. They have lives. It's not some sort of weird attempt at being a comedian, a call median, if you will. And I should have set that up better. What he's saying is that Brendan Schaub is, people say he has CTE from getting hit in the head so much, and that's why he can't talk real well. And so Shane is going, I got friends who are on heroin who make more sense of this guy. And I'm like, all right, that's a decent joke. Well, Seamus is very vocabulary correct. He's That was perfectly vocabulary correct, which I appreciate because sometimes he stumbles. I'm going to start using that. Every now and then he stumbles, but that time he was very vocabulary correct. I liked it. Which I appreciate. All right, let's get into the auditioning for WATP. You know who Bert Kreischer is? No. Yes, you do. Do I? We did his podcast. We reviewed his podcast on WATP. Bert Kreischer is a oftentimes topless man whose comedy stylings include yelling and giggling and it's all over the top storytelling anyway it doesn't matter i feel like there's a lot of guys like that on your show yeah that's probably true so our friend seamus starts doing a burt kreischer impression while talking about burt kreischer's podcast okay yeah this is great but uh, let's dive into this more. I feel like I'm heading down the path of being one of these these podcasts that sit here and review clips <laughs> from other shows. 
And that's just because I've, I found myself starting to dislike guys like Burt Kreischer. You know, it seems like he's lying. Everything he says sounds made up. And Theo Vaughn does that. He makes up shit for the sake of comedy. And they're mostly fake and fictitious, fictitious people, but yet Bert is involving real people. I ran into Stacy. Stacy Dash was in my spin class, and she took my bike. <laughs> no, okay, that's fake. It's not real. No real people laugh or talk in that high-pitched voice during their laugh. Why is he the only person that talks through his laugh? <laughs> you see why I give it? I it. It's it's fucking dumb. So he's doing a Burt Kreischer impression there. And I grabbed, just for the sake of comparison, actual audio from Burt Kreischer. Okay. All right, so you just heard the impression. This is what Burt sounds like. Oh, the big guy. He's a fucking arms dealer. And he's going to Hey, buddy. Please don't reply to this. All right, so what do you think? What do you think is impression? I can't tell the difference. I did a mashup. Here we have the actual Bert Kreischer and the highly talented, multi-talented Patrick Michael mashed up together. See if you can tell where one begins and the other ends. Please don't reply to this. <laughs> you see why I give it? I like it. <laughs> Patrick Michael, if you are auditioning for WATP, you're hired, my friend. <laughs> this is well done. Wow, that's pretty good. I am impressed. He's a man of many talents, I'm telling you. And he's not shy about how good he is at it. So the very first time he went out and decided to roast other podcasts, he gives himself a pat on the back afterwards. This is the first time I've done this, and I've never roasted so hard and made so many great observations. He's a natural. He fucking killed it. Started making fun of other people's podcasts. He was like, I'm really good at this. So he's got to figure it out, this guy. I think you're right. I, I think so, too. You might know that Seamus gets very upset about comments that he reads, whether it's reviews of his show or, in this case, YouTube comments. He's so delicate, though. Yeah, he reads YouTube comments, but... He doesn't learn from them. No. <laughs> it's mostly negative. I can, I'll, I'll be honest. It's mostly a bunch of bullshit. But and uh, the setup here is that he figured out a way to pull all of his YouTube comments into one place and read them all, which I wouldn't recommend anyone do that. That sounds like <laughs> a terrible idea. No. Suttering John has comments disabled. Smart, so smart, 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 smart. This guy, <laughs> not a good idea to read through all of your comments. It's mostly negative. I can, I'll, I'll be honest, it's mostly a bunch of bullshit, but check this out. Most of the negativity comes from the same group of people. They they do everything they can to troll me, and that doesn't help anybody at all. That doesn't help me realize, hey man, maybe I am doing really bad work. And then they're like, uh, you should stop creating content or something like this. It sounds like you are getting the message. <laughs> he goes, that doesn't help. I'm not learning from that. From that. You guys are like saying I should stop doing content. Like, Okay, then yeah, you are learning. Yeah. You did just learn. Aww. That's the point. He's coming along. But except for he said he didn't learn anything. Yeah. But I feel like he did. I feel like he's not accepting it. He's in denial. I think he's in denial. Well, he doesn't believe it. I don't think he believes that he should stop making podcasts. 
But that's the message being sent. I hope that he doesn't. Oh, me too. I would never want him to stop making podcasts. I like his content. I like his music. I like his videos. I love his podcast. I love that Snake in the Grass song. Snake in the Grass is fucking amazing. Eride, eride, eride. Also, <laughs> it's so funny. Doug killed it on that. PJ killed it on that. Also, uh, I have to say that his stand-up comedy, he can't stop doing that. Oh, I have an update on the stuttering John Brian Dunkelman thing. Remind me before we end the show today. Okay, so... He gets really into all of the trolls that are out there who are, because it's just this group of people who are trolling him and telling him he sucks and he doesn't agree with these people, but he apparently knows who I am finally. And then this guy who's apparently friends with Carl from uh, the Who's White podcast, uh, you know, all the trolls that troll me, <laughs> one of these guys, I was like, you know, I don't listen to podcasts that are on my level. Why would I do that? Yeah, that's correct. Did he say the who's white? Yeah, who's white. Yeah, I think he's talking about Doug. First of all, he goes, the guy who's friends with Carl, I, I don't have friends. So that's definitely not true. I can vouch for that. But then he goes on to say, why would I listen to a podcast on my level? Right. You are the lowest level of podcast. Nobody listens to podcasts on your level. That's the point <laughs> I've been trying to make. Nobody's listening to these shows everyone's making. They're terrible. I'd rather listen to incel shows uh, and then debate whether or not it's real. Seamus. But you could tell that Seamus will eventually get better because he's such a fan of the medium. He loves podcasting so much that he can only learn and get better. When I podcast this much, you think I have that much time to listen to podcasts? Oh, fuck. Okay. So he's not. <laughs> he's not learning anything. He just continues to put out a thousand fucking episodes a day. Not listening to other podcasts, learning from them. How do you have time to listen to podcasts when all you do is make podcasts, right. Carl? I know. That's a good point. You know, and it's one thing. I've heard Jim Norton say he doesn't watch other stand-ups because he doesn't want to, like, bite their material by right. mistake. But Jim's a very good stand-up comedian. So I feel like at this point, if he wants to stop paying attention to what other people are doing, it's okay. Seamus should probably listen to other people's podcasts for a while. For a while. And maybe other people's comedy. And probably comedy and music <laughs> and watch their videos. Yeah. All right. Aww. I so, always feel so bad for him. I feel very protective of Seamus. As you should. Nobody else. <laughs> nobody else is sticking up for this guy. He is the butt of all the jokes, as he points out, because Doug reached out to him to be a guest on Who's Right, and he refused to. He doesn't want to be the punching bag. Well, don't they have a background... No. Didn't Doug just piss him off somehow? Well, a long time ago. They might have been on a similar podcast network, whatever that means. And there might have been some type of shit talking that was going on. But they don't like know each other in real life or anything like that. Okay. I thought they might have had some sort of interaction, I guess. I was wrong. I don't know. There's some type of interaction. But anyway, Doug has reached out to have him on the show. And Seamus always says no. I'm the fucking butt of your jokes, right? I'm the guy that you make fun of. And it's fine, but you do it in a manner where I can't defend myself. Well, right, because you're indefensible. <laughs> We've invited you on the shows. He's like, I, I can't even defend myself. I'm like, well, that's why you get invited on the shows to defend yourself. He says, yeah, but I can't even defend myself. I'm like, well, is it because your content's terrible and there's no defense for it? Is that what you mean? Because I agree with that. Well, that makes sense. I'd like to hear him try. 
But I do love the fact that he always likes to turn things around. You know, he starts off by saying something like, oh, all these trolls, when do they get a life? You know, why, why are they making fun of my show? I'm, I'm not even a big show. It doesn't make any sense. And then he says shit like this. Trying to ride my coattails to the top. <laughs> like, who are you fooling with that? Ride your coattails to the top. That's something Stuttering John would say. Uh, That's how dumb that is. That's how dumb a statement that is. All right, this next clip is going to get very weird. He's commenting on people's comments, talking about how he reads people's comments. What? He's commenting on people's comments who are talking about how he reads comments. Okay. And that's what's funny. is one, one of these other comments the guy said, you know, for somebody who doesn't care about reviews or whatever, he sure talks about them. And yeah, dude, you commented on one of the episodes where I mentioned my reviews. And then also somebody said something about, oh, this is a podcast that reviews podcasts? How original. And obviously that fucker came from the same place. He doesn't care about comments. But you see what this guy said in this comment? And he said that I said I read comments, but I was only reading comments on that one show where I read comments. And then this other guy who commented, I don't care about that either, but he said this thing. I feel like he spends a lot of time reading comments. Of course he does. All the time. He loves it. I don't know how he has the time to do all the podcasting while he's reading all the comments. I have the answer to that. Did you know that he's unemployed? (laughs) Did you know that he's a stay-at-home dad? (laughs) Can find a lot of time for yourself. When you're unemployed. Those poor kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, don't say that, though. Oh, Holy I just, shit. I just thought of that. He gets very angry about the that. The CPS question, he went off on that. And it was pointed out. I don't know if it was someone in the subreddit or where I was reading this, but somebody pointed out that they've worked in that line of work before. And for someone to get that emotionally charged by a question like, should we call CPS? This person thought that it was very possible that he's had interactions with CPS before. Because otherwise it doesn't make sense. You wouldn't like say, come to my house and fight me because I would never endanger my children. I'm just inviting you to my house to fight me. Uh, He might. Yeah, he might. (laughs) He's crazy. He is crazy. Um, That's why I love him. Did you know that his download numbers are real? He's got some serious numbers, and I think that we need to understand how well he's doing. And it's not just a bunch of, like, trolls that are downloading his show and hate listening. He has a lot of listeners to his shows. These people are acting as if the numbers that I have created and cultivated have came specifically from them trolling me. And that doesn't make any sense, because you can't just listen to a podcast for 10 seconds and expect that to count as a play or a download. It doesn't. You have to listen to it for at least, I would say, probably half the episode. Or at least download the whole thing. So you're telling me that 13,000 people were downloading chewed gum? That were specifically trolls? (laughs) Because I don't have that kind of troll numbers. Okay. So, first of all, he's making assertions. He has no idea what he's talking about. Uh He says you have to listen for a certain amount of time for it to count. I don't know where he got that from. It's just not the case. No. It doesn't make any sense. You have to listen to at least half of it, I think. What is that? What do you mean? You can't download part of a podcast. Right. So a download is a download whether you listen to it or not. Right. It counts as a download. Yeah. So he he's not making any sense right now. He's like, oh, 13,000 people. Uh, and now, downloads do not equal people. And this is another thing that he gets wrong. It's like 13,000 people listen to my show. 
All right, I'm gonna do some easy math here. Let's say you have 50 subscribers and you put out 50 episodes. That's 2,500 downloads. Okay. Okay? 2,500 downloads. You could say, there's 2,500 people. No, no, no. You have 50 subscribers. That's a lot different number than 2,500. Your 13,000 downloads does not equal 13,000 people. <laughs> you will never be heard by 13,000 people. Yeah. You're not even close to that. This guy is obsessed with numbers he does not understand at all. His math is off. His math, his math is off. <laughs> you have to listen to a show for at least half. Maybe that's why he makes short shows. If I make a four-minute show, if someone listens for two minutes and one second, it counts as a listen. And I get that sweet, sweet Anchor FM money. Oh, my God. Maybe but, that's what this is. But do you, you don't know how many people listen to your show. You only know how many people download it. Correct. Okay. Correct. However. Good, because I never listen. There's, <laughs> there's evidence. And this is one of the things he talks about. I don't have the clip. But he says, you know, we have all these people listening to the show. It's not reflected in our reviews. We don't have a lot of people reviewing the show. And he's even talked about in the past where all these people listen to my show, but no one ever talks about it. I think they're maybe vacuuming while they're listening to it. They're not really paying attention. I don't know how many people listen to WATP. I only know people download the show. But there's evidence that people actually listen to it because I see them talk about the show right. on the internet. Sometimes accurately. That's science. As if they actually listen to it. All right. Apparently, we are so desperate for content over here at WATP that we just cannot leave this guy alone. It's like they're so desperate for content that they can't get off my nuts. <laughs> and it's adorable. Aww. Aww. <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. <laughs> they can't get off my nuts. All right, a few more things that I want to play here. Seamus talks about the difference between a podcast and a television show. And what he's trying to explain here is that podcasts are special because it levels the playing field. Anyone could put out a podcast because podcasts are just an MP3 file. That's all it could ever be. Okay. So whether he puts out an MP3 file or Joe Rogan or whatever, podcasts are podcasts, unlike television shows. And that is the major difference between podcasts. And nothing else is like that. You can't have a television show where one television show is a, a comedy based around scientists and then a television show where a guy just sits there. All right, so his analogy is way off. What? You can't have a television show where a guy just sits there? Do you know how many television shows there are where a guy just sits there? There's a lot. There's a show? You ever see The Daily Show? <laughs> there's entire news channels. Yes, there's networks. Where guys just That sit revolve there. around guys just sitting there. All day. Yep. There are so many shows like that. But then there's also sitcoms and dramas and soap operas. It's a fucking idiot. I've got a lot to learn from All Seamus. Right. We all have a lot to learn. One thing that I was surprised to hear is that he didn't prep for a show at all. So I downloaded this Ginger Snap episode from February 3rd, and apparently he just hit record and started talking without any idea of what he was going to talk about. It's one of those podcasts where I was like, you know what, guys? I'm not going to sit around and try and come up with specific things I want to talk about. I just want to record. I just want to record. Got to talk. Got to say things gotta get it in the atmosphere right that's what they say people say that get it in the atmosphere i don't know maybe like nasa probably says that i don't know i've never met anyone that says that so don't know where i got it <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy who should not just sit down and talk 
without doing a little bit of prep work ahead of time. I could listen to that for a while. Oh, good, because I have another example of his brain not working. And I always love when Patrick Michael recognizes the fact that he just stopped making sense. And it's beautiful. Beautifully strange, we'll say that. But beautiful nonetheless, because it, it's important, you know? I don't even know what I'm saying, you guys, honestly. A lot of uh, firings going on in the old cranium, if you will. <laughs> He's acknowledging the fact that his brain doesn't work. <laughs> wow. Which is a weird thing to do. There's a lot of firings going on in the brain, in yeah. the cranium. Yeah, a lot of firings going on in the cranium. Do you think he's getting fired from his cranium? He continues to say things that don't make any sense and then question himself. And this is where I love that the fact that he has multiple personalities that are all on display throughout his podcast. Where you can go in and fucking bang, boom, bang. People say that? I don't know what the fuck that even means. <laughs> I like the, the personality that calls out his other personalities. There's one voice in his head that goes, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you saying? Why did you just say that? He even goes on to talk about how he's just rambling for no reason. And honestly, guys, I'm rambling because does it matter? Does any of this really matter? Am I changing lives? No. I thought we were all riding your coattails. <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't matter? Now he's come to the realization that he's talking to no one and that none of this matters. Remember in that interview when he said the reason why he's doing this is for his legacy? Right. So that his adult children, when he's passed, will be able to go back and find out who was dad. What made dad tick? And he's going out and going, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm just rambling like an idiot. That's your legacy? Oof. You want to tighten that up a little bit there, dummy? His manifesto must be bonkers. Oh my God. Okay, you don't have to shoot up. You don't have to shoot up a school. Just send me your manifesto. And we'll pay for it. We'll happily pay for it. But send the manifesto. We'd love to read it right here on WATP. I think we're listening to it. Here is a fun one. He talks about what a comedy genius would be. Now, when you think about the term comedy genius, you probably have some ideas. In, maybe Dave Chappelle comes sure. to mind. Sure, Dave Chappelle. You think of someone who comedically comes up with concepts and jokes that's above and beyond what other people are doing. Seamus has a very different definition of a comedy genius. People bring up these two words together, and it's comedy genius. And for me, when I hear those words, I think about somebody who laughs at everything. Because if you are that smart in comedy, you would laugh at every single thing that's meant to be a joke. Because you would understand it better than anybody else could. That couldn't be more incorrect. That's not true. That's not true at all. What he's talking about is a sense of humor versus being a comedy genius. Now... <laughs> If you're a comedy, let's say you're Dave Chappelle in my scenario that I threw out there. Do you think Dave Chappelle is laughing at every knock-knock joke he's heard? Well, he's a comedy genius, so I guess according to him. I yeah. bet it's just the opposite. <laughs> I bet it takes a little more to tickle his funny bone <sighs> than any fucking joke. This guy, this idiot's like, if you get every single joke, that means you're a comedy genius. Well, no, comedy hits you the way that it hits you. It has nothing to do with how smart you are. That's so strange that that's his take on that's it. That's so strange. It's almost like he's an idiot. <laughs> and I have further proof of that because talking about the fact that a comedy genius would get jokes, he reads a joke on his show that he himself does not get. 
He uses words he can't pronounce. And I don't think he understands what they mean, as you're going to see. And then he immediately bails from the joke. This is my favorite clip ever of Seamus. Uh, anyways, now with the joke. So, uh, a biologist, a chemist, and a statistician are out hunting. The biologist shoots at a deer and misses five feet to the left. The chemist takes a shot and misses five feet to the right. The statistician shouts, We got one! I don't have any idea what that means. Too many big words, and not, I'm unhappy with it, and I feel uncomfortable, so I'll see myself out. Thank you for playing along. <laughs> Statistician is. I don't think he has any clue. What was he saying? He got, a statistician. Yeah, he was pronouncing a statistician. I think. Okay. A statistician is someone who uses statistics. Yeah. One statistic that's used quite often is a thing called average. Oh boy. Am I explaining this to Seamus right now? Well, you're not explaining it to me because I get the joke. Is that amazing? <laughs> I just was trying to figure out what he was saying. So he goes on in a different episode to talk about the fact that people don't get jokes because the education system is not working and they're not well educated. And after hearing the fact that he just read a joke that he didn't get, that was, by the way, third grade level as far as humor goes. I'm sure it's in some math book somewhere. It's got to be in a math. Well, or they were all scientists. So I don't know. But this is him explaining that if you don't get jokes, it's because you're not well educated. And it just proves the lack of education. People are not paying attention as much as they should. They're not understanding the words as they come out. They're not quick enough to get it in the time where, like, to explain it would would take less time than your ability to figure it out. And that sucks. Because those of us that are like, oh, I fucking get it, right after he says it, or she says it, you're like, okay, fucking, yeah. Next joke, please. So this guy, <laughs> when he watches entertainment, he's like, I get the joke, don't need to explain it, move it on. But all these dummies sit around pausing it going, I don't get it. Have you ever paused a comedy special while you've been watching it? Yeah. To figure out the joke? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but I will call somebody in the room and rewind it. <laughs> And this is just a clip that I have to keep on the board because one of the things that I love about Seamus is he tends to talk out of both sides of his mouth, if you know what I'm talking about. But then again, some of the uh, I'm kind of contradicting myself in a lot of ways, but... Yeah. Yeah. You think? I get jokes. I don't get that joke. That joke his, doesn't make any sense. It's part of his charm. It is part of his charm. All right. Well, that's all I have to talk about as far as our friend... Uh, Seamus is concerned. He's talking to my buddy who runs the comedy club here in Rochester. And he was telling me that he was in touch with whoever the management company is for this tour that is Ron Jeremy, Stuttering John, and Brian Dunkelman. Boy. The negotiations went extremely strange. The call went out and they said, you know, we got a comedy club here. We'd love to have you guys. Room seat sits uh, 320. What do you guys need in order to make the trip? And uh, this this guy from the management company, quote unquote, says, well, I don't know. What are you offering? Um, 
uh, we could give you a door. Would would you do that? He's like, all right, that sounds that sounds that sounds pretty good. What are you gonna charge for the tickets? Like, I don't know. Oh um, what, like, what do you guys normally do? Oh, we we have big shows. We fill room. We just filled a room with five hundred people. Meanwhile, if you're following what's going on with these guys, they're playing restaurants in strip malls. I've seen. Pictures. They're playing free shows. At restaurants and strip malls where there's not even a stage. Yeah, I've seen pictures of the venue. It's like Me too. It's like a buffet. It's a, it's an old country buffet where Stuttering John is spitting into your fucking Salisbury steak. Ugh. You're like, John, come on, man. I, I know you're trying to tell jokes, but I'm trying to eat dinner with my family over here. So apparently they came in a little bit after these negotiations back and forth that were very poorly done. They want too much money. And the comedy club would have to charge like 50 bucks a ticket in order to pay them what they want. And the guy at the kind of goes like, there's, there's no way people are paying 50 bucks a ticket to see Stuttering John. He goes, the biggest name in that is Ron Jeremy. Can I? He goes, I, I would lead with Ron Jeremy if I'm trying to sell the show. What does Ron Jeremy do <laughs> these days? Fucks women. No, I know that. That's what I'm wondering. He, he has do- sex with women on camera. What's he doing on stage though? Does he have a comedy act now? That's the funniest part. So my buddy Vinny was the first one to call this guy up to figure this out because he works for the comedy club and the guy tells him Ron Jeremy comes out and starts off with a joke and actually told the joke that Ron Jeremy opens with. Oh boy. You ready for this? Okay. Yeah. So this is, he's trying to sell this show to Vinny to say like, you should pay us thousands of dollars to come to Rochester to do the show. Cause it's so great. Listen to how it opens. Ron Jeremy comes out. Now Ron Jeremy, uber famous. Oh, I know who he is. Porn star. Yes. Comes out, looks around and says, I know what you guys are thinking. If it weren't for porn, I would have never gotten laid. Oh boy. This is how they're selling the show to the comedy club. And he, he was, the guy was telling him, oh, Stuttering John's a killer. This guy is a killer. I don't think I'm smart enough to get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this show so bad, but... I guess it's not going to happen. I guess they want too much money. Oh my God. That's the other thing too. Stuttering John, there is a Facebook event that somebody found where he's doing some lecture at an 8 a.m. He's in a hotel like 8 a.m. And it's like, come meet Stuttering John. It's part of some business association in LA. And it's for his real estate business. What? Did you know that he's a, he's a realtor? Stuttering John will sell you a house. That makes more sense than what he's been doing. Correct. Because he doesn't make any money on that shitty podcast that he Right. Uh, is that how he makes money? Uh, maybe. Does he know anything about real estate? Apparently, according to his bio, it says that he was flipping houses when he was living in New York and working on the Howard Stern right. show. He knows so much about real estate. Now, me personally, and I don't follow Stuttering John as closely as some people do. But I've listened to more of his podcasts than I would say 99.99% of people in this world. He's never once talked about selling a house or understanding real estate. He does talk about playing trumpet in second grade, uh, putting on sketch comedy shows when he was in fifth grade, getting an A on said sketch comedy show. He must be terrible at real estate because if he was making a ton of money at it, he would be bragging about that. He's terrible at everything. It's just so funny to me 
that I was reading through this Facebook event that had zero people who RSVP'd to it at the time that I was reading about it. But um, man, this, this fucking, he's fascinating. I got to look at my notes. There was something else I wanted to talk about with Stuttering John. Oh, his, his technical problems. So now he's tweeting out that he's having a hard time getting his show to syndicate across all the different podcast channels. Is he in? Is he out of mono now? <laughs> well, I think so. I, I don't know, because when Monique was doing the show with him, she figured it out. I don't know if he's figured it out yet. But apparently he put his show out, but it wasn't on iTunes or Spotify or something. And so he's like putting out tweets saying, does anybody understand this stuff? They can help me with this. It's so fucking pathetic. I, Royce has got to be laughing his ass off because Royce knows that he was the one making all of that happen. And he's like, all right, I can't take it anymore. I got to go. And watching for months, John has not been able to figure any of this out. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, is it difficult? Well, I, I've had a hard time trying to switch over my workstation setup. So <laughs> I've had some problems there, but, but it actually syndicating you... your podcast should not be a difficult thing. Okay. It's about a button click or two. So no, okay, that should not be difficult. Maybe you should help him. I mean, anchor.fm is everything you need in order to podcast. It'll help you syndicate your show. You'll get money. Even if you have two listeners, you'll get money for it. It does it all. <laughs> but enough about Anchor FM. Jen, I think it's that time of the show where we want to do... The Yeah, this is a segment we do where we play a little clip of the show that we'll be reviewing on next week's podcast. To get people excited about it, it's called a tease. I'm familiar with it. You're familiar with the concept? Yeah. Okay. So the way we do it here is we just play a little clip of Rue. And next week's going to be weird because I'm going to New York City to see Ween perform. Okay. Have I mentioned I like Ween, the band Ween before? Mm. Yeah. I've talked about that. So I'm going to go see Ween perform. Now, anytime I make a trip to New York, I don't want it to just be for one thing. So I'm going to try to make some stops along the way. Might hang out with some friends down there. Maybe people who know Opie. Ah. Maybe go to some places where Opie frequents. Oh. The famous Gebhard's Burger that I've heard so much about. So next week's going to be an interesting show. I also have other things to talk about on an Opie front. So here's the teaser. So I used to have to drink a numbing thing for my throat so that I could then drink Insure. Right. I remember. For my food. Because you didn't really have a lot of moisture in your mouth because of the treatment, right? It's all gone. Still. Yeah, let's not talk about No one wants to hear this shit. No, it's fascinating. Nah, unless, you don't it, want uh, unless it depresses you. No, don't bother me. I'm No, I'll, I think it's fascinating because a lot of people have been through some shit in their life and, and it's cool to see someone on the other side of it right. where you're. Do you remember when we went to Little Italy? All right. So Opie made a trip down to Fort Lauderdale during the Super Bowl. To visit his buddy Weez. Okay. I have a friend who happened to be staying with Weez at the exact same time. Okay. I got some information. Oh boy. I'm going to get additional information when I go to New York next week. So I know that we didn't talk a lot about Opie this week. I know there are people who tune in who just want to hear about Opie. Next week will be a very Opie-centric episode. Okay. I'm very excited about this. 
There's two podcasts he put out with Weez. There's a YouTube video overlooking the ocean from Weez's condo. There's a lot to get to. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm excited to hear it. it, was, it that was Weez talking about his cancer. And if we could talk about his cancer treatment, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're that's gonna hilarious. Be, we're going to be laughing it up. It'll be, a, it'll be so much fun. So, Jen, anything that you want to um, plug before we wrap things up and start our after show segments? Um, no. This is all I have going on. Great. So, please, join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush bits of morning radio. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. You fucking know all about this shit. That's the world. Fucking thing sucks. You. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. All right. Let's get into some reviews. Reviews, reviews, reviews with Vic. That's right. It's everyone's favorite new segment to the show. Reviews with Vic, where Vic reads recent reviews of WATP, and we are forced to comment on them. Vic, thanks for joining us again. Of course, Carl. Hi, Vic. Hello, Jen. What you wearing? Ooh, nothing. Good. She just she just looked out. She was ready to answer that question seriously. <laughs> I look hot. Don't worry about it. There this you is, go. Put your job on. Yes, <laughs> that's how that's how we're gonna dress when we go out to eat later. <laughs> All right, Vic. So, did you prepare some fun reviews? Oh, I want to point something out before we get into that. So, I've been getting a lot of shit for your segment. Because okay. apparently we're ripping off the Podcast Zero versus Godzilla show. Oh, I heard that voicemail. You were right, Carl. You were doing it fucking way before Maddox. That guy's a fucking retard. <laughs> I don't even know who this is. Vic just stood up for me. That's amazing. <laughs> I think she stood up for herself. Yeah, that's probably and a good point. But apparently us trying to guess what the star rating is after hearing the review is somehow related to something Maddox did. And when I heard that, I thought, okay, that's true. And I'll never do it again. So just read our shitty reviews and we'll just have fun with it that way. Amazing. All right. Amazing. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so you actually had 20 fucking six five-star reviews um, from Drew and Mike fans. Ooh. So Ooh, Drew and Mike fans uh, are enjoying WATP and we appreciate uh, Detroit coming in. Yeah, they, they all fucking suck, though. They're all just like, oh, good job, Carl. This is the only interesting one. Okay. Uh, the, the title is They Might Be Cobbling a Living Together, dot, dot, dot. Uh, I learned about it 
I learned about this show from Drew and Mike podcast, and it's informative, but not PC. And then like five periods. And it's typed like that too. Like, <laughs> All right. So th- these people aren't totally getting the show just yet. They're not completely no, understanding what we're trying old. to do here. That looks like a stroke. It's <laughs> <laughs> very possible. Drew's been on the radio for a long time. He might have an older following. So it's possible. Possibly even older than you, Carl. Uh, this next one is I'm an animal. Uh, this show is such garbage. Just look at the trash can they use as a logo. If you want real, honest, and wholesome entertainment, I recommend checking out Chewed Gum. It's read straight off a of IMDb page, so you know it won't go off the rails. Also, Carl's penis is only 2.5 inches. Trust me. <laughs> Jen, did you write that review? <laughs> Guilty. That's fucked up. I was wondering what the tape measure was out for the other day. <laughs> and that was I don't even stars. think you need tape measure for that. Dude, <laughs> my pinky finger. Could, I, could I eyeball it? <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, that was five stars uh, from Not Todd. <laughs> Not Todd. All right. Um, this next one is Trash. This podcast is the equivalent of a truck stop hooker. Not worth your time, and it'll give you an STD. Um, that was a one-star review by Carl is a failure. He created that fucking account just to make that. Weird, because that's not even a good joke. So I thought it was a listener to the show. <laughs> no. I assumed that it was a listener because it, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would a podcast give you an STD? Can you expand on that a little bit? <laughs> Explain yourself. Like, I understand the analogy up until that point, And it will give you an STD. It's like, well, that's kind of where the analogy doesn't make sense anymore. Right. I mean, our show is ear delicious, Jen. <laughs> I don't know about delicious. All right. Spicy, uh, maybe. It is, it is a little spicy. <laughs> this next one um, is titled, of the 650,000 podcasts, this is surely one of them. All right. Uh, five stars from a Canadian. <laughs> oh, Must have been Zoo. Thanks, Zoo. Our Canadian <laughs> listener. Um. This next one's titled Hot Carl, uh, one of my favorite references. Uh, This show should be called Hot Carl because my wife loves it. And while I don't mind pooping on her, we'll only visit now and again when we're bored with our regular sex life. Five stars. Oh. All right. I'm I'm convinced we're rebranding this Hot Carl. All right. (laughs) W-A-T-P is no more. Okay. Starting next week, Hot Carl in the morning. Smart. Oh, no. That's a wise (laughs) move. All right, let's end off with a one star from Opie Rod 6000. So you know okay. it's good. Uh, it says, hmm, crapping on other people's hard work. How novel. Don't want to waste too much time on this garbage. So here goes. This podcast is terrible. Skip it. Save an hour of your day. I love the crapping on people's hard work. You just heard me play a clip where this dummy gets on and says, I didn't do any prep. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to ramble onto a microphone for the next 22 minutes and we'll see what happens. That's not hard work. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Opie fires up YouTube live, talks to people who are commenting. Hey, Billy! Hey, Billy! Oh, Five dollars! That's not hard work. It's not impressive. No, not the way they do it. Creamy Butters puts more work into the fucking Opie show <laughs> than Opie does at this point. Uh, all right. You got any uh, fun comments on Reddit or anything else you want to talk about, Vic? No, fuck you, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Fair enough. In that case, I have some voicemails to play. So hang out for a minute. Yeah, uh, I was just calling in to uh, say that uh, I think the part where you say where the at the end where you play the part that says uh, WACP a lot over the songs, that's that part's really good. Uh, yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> I think that was uh, Doug White from Watchmen Studios. <laughs> Phrasing is that one word? Someone's got to do it. Um, all right, so this next one I'm excited about because we've definitely had celebrities call into the show before, but not one at this level. He calls me Michael Jackson. Hey, I heard you just reviewed my favorite podcast, Maps IRL. Well, I'm glad that we're finally coming out and being accepted. Maybe I can admit to all the crimes and little boys that I've touched. So uh, I heard that you got that little boy Vic calling into the voicemail. He sounds cute. I was wondering if maybe he has some nice feet I could look at, Carl. <laughs> Call me back, okay? <laughs> Lucky Vic. Yeah, Vic getting all the attention from Michael Jackson. What can I say? I got the magic. Oh, so this next voicemailer hated WATP until the show from last week that was featuring... Doug and Kaya. I gotta say, I absolutely hated your fucking show before. I heard it on the No Agenda stream, and like I said, absolutely fucking hated it. Until I heard the episode on Maps. And I liked that one. But maybe that was because it was just two guest hosts and Carl wasn't there. Who knows? I'll listen to the next one and see if I like it. Also, thanks. So I don't think that was a joke. Our show is streamed on, thanks to uh, some of our listeners, our, our show gets streamed on the No Agenda stream, which is just a 24-7, they just play podcasts mm. all the time. So you can just pop in there and something will be playing. And so we get discovered by people on that who don't know what to make of us. It's a very different type of stream over there than what was that we're Doug? doing. <laughs> that was Doug? It might have been Doug. It could have been, but... This next caller has the opposite reaction to Kaya and Doug. Oh. <laughs> Kaya and uh, that other fucker's name, uh, Doug. Uh, big, big swing and a miss this week. What the fuck? <laughs> this, is, this part of the show is more depressing than fucking Carl after the Bills lost to the Texans. Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness. What the fuck? Get over your shit, man. Control the show. Get over your fucking shit. Gosh. Alright. Take it easy. Okay. He kind of had an accent. It's that type of feedback that I really appreciate. People ask, why do we do the voicemail segment? <laughs> And it's for that type of feedback that I can use to get better. Okay, that was good advice. I think that was really good advice. Yep. Doug and Kaya equals... <laughs> All right. There's our buddy Tucker Dixon called in, and he's got a conspiracy he wanted to share. Hey, Carl. Tucker Dixon. Uh, just going out with a conspiracy theory here. I don't believe you. Uh, accidentally got food poisoning. You may have had it when you heard the podcast that Kaya brought in. 
I'm sure you wouldn't have your way to lick raw chicken and just drag your tongue across every surface in the entire planet so you didn't have to comment or listen to any of those stupid-ass podcasts. Smart move, though. Oh, well, Tucker out. <laughs> Tucker out? He's got his own sign-off. Yuck. Tucker out. Tucker dicks in. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? So clever. So I want to point out the fact that Friday night of last week, I got up from bed and tried to make it to the toilet to vomit um, violently and uh, ended up puking all over the floor, all over myself. Uh, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was not something I did on purpose to avoid talking <laughs> about maps. getting a kick out of this. It was so gross. I had to get to the shower afterwards because I had vomited all over myself. Uh, <sighs> I really paint a picture with my words, don't I? That's lovely. Uh, I thought so. Oh, Tucker called back in again. Hey, Carl. Tucker again. I forgot to tell you, I also love your long intro, unlike everybody else. I think you should make it longer. Here, let me help you out. WATP is my favorite podcast ever. I listen to it all the time. Carl is funny as he is, good-looking, smart, and smells wonderful. Ah, love WATP. There you go, Carl. Go ahead and add that to the intro. Let's just make this thing, let's take a whole episode to your intro. <laughs> oh, well, call me back. Stuff her out. <laughs> all right, T-Dicks. You got it, buddy. Thank you for that. You guys remember the character Nico? Yes. Oh, the rapist. <laughs> the rapist, yes. He's after you, Vic. Yeah, I mean, I think he already got me. I, I didn't notice, though. <laughs> well. Something like that. It's often you forget about 2.5 inches. I can understand that. <laughs> well, Nico... Less than that, you looked big compared. Oh, thanks. Oh, wow. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. This is like a Carl Love Fest today. It really is. So Nico called in, and Nico has a message for us and also for Vic. So I think this is an important voicemail to play because Nico has been a longtime caller to the show and contributor to both our content and to raping listeners of WATC. Hey, Carl, it's me, Nico. Um, I'm getting really sick of this shtick, of the Nico shtick. It's, it's, it's getting old. I think it's run its course. I call in. I say, ha-ha, I'm a pedophile. Isn't that funny? And that's the joke, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this fucking character. I guess I'm just going to be known as Nico, though, because, I mean, I've talked to Vic enough with that, because I'm sure I'm in her fucking context of that. So, I don't know. I think it's very highly. But uh, yeah, right? I will say that the reason I've called in for so long is because I'm jealous of Vic. Oh. Specifically, I'm jealous of the fact that people ask her for pictures of her feet, when they should be asking me for pictures of my feet. That took a weird Why turn. people want pictures of my fucking feet? Here's what I'm going to say. Everyone who's listening, you can hit me up on the WATP Discord. I'm, I go by the name of Sir Deathwish, and I'll send you pictures of my fucking feet for free. Oh, you just got to ask me. You love them. They're fucking beautiful. You can do whatever you want with the fucking pictures. You can jack off to them. You can wear them like a fucking hat. I don't care, but I'll fucking send them to you. How anyway, you Carl... I guess this is Nico. I guess I'm not the actual pedophile guy, whatever. Who gives a shit? It was a fucking character. I'm sick of it. It's what it's course. Oh, Every really... voice my life said to you with that character got progressively worse. 
I'm done with it. Now I'm Nico. I don't know. Just, I'll send you pictures of my fucking feet just to show Vic how it's done. <laughs> that took a weird turn, didn't it? Sure did. That was an odd flex. It was an odd flex. And I want to agree with the person in uh, Discord who says, we don't care about feet. We care about elbows in this Discord. So if you want to send in elbow pictures, there is a channel for that. It is Elbow Picks. <laughs> That's what we're checking out in this Discord. Oh, where are the weirdos? <laughs> you really will be jealous. Mine are fucking silky smooth. Well, your elbow is the gold standard that everyone else tries to live up to. Yeah, yeah. It actually has a couple scars on it, but it's gold standard. Don't divulge the magic. <laughs> All right. Here's a last voicemail we're going to play. Carl, everybody's calling in to complain about your uh, fucking intro. Yeah, it's kind of long, not that good, or the outro, whatever. But I signed up, became a Patreon, all this stuff, and here my favorite fucking part, the actual teaser, the, ah, yeah, I can't really do it right now, I'm pretty sure fucking Corona's raping me, but if you could add that back, considering I probably only have like a month to fucking live, if I don't kill myself for even your stupid fucking intros, my man. But, yeah. Don't kill yourself. You're supporting us on Patreon. Nah. Only that, though. How old was that guy? I sent you some pictures of my cat. Fuck Vic. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Well, do we want to see pictures of this guy's pussy? What do you think? I mean... You wouldn't say no, would you? No, I wouldn't say no. Okay. (laughs) That's what I thought. All right. Well, this is everything that I wanted to talk about. Vic, anything you want to plug? Um... No, go go fucking text me from Carl's Patreon at whoyspodcast. Yeah, your your number is still available. Anyone who wants to sign up for our Patreon, do yeah, you have it is. do you have people who text you regularly? Honestly, fucking sometimes they still text me. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> no <laughs> shit. All right. Well, apparently Nico is one of them, or Senator Death Death Wish, or whatever. Oh please, yeah, no, everyone is. text me. Tell me to go fuck myself. All right, that sounds good. And I'm going to record next week on Sunday because I'm going to be in New York on Saturday. So, Vic, if you're around, we'd love to have you on to read reviews. Yeah, I'll be around. Awesome. Jen from the Jingles Department, I might tap you to come on and talk about Opie with me for a little bit. Okay. I think it's going to be a different type of episode next week. That's okay. I'm not selling this well, am I? No. I don't no think one's going to excited No, no one's going to listen to this. It's garbage. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll leave you with this. Emails are stupid. <laughs>